I'll have you know, anybody that's got an issue with how long the theme music is, it's only a minute and 33 seconds. The Sopranos theme song is a minute 48. This is the Sopranos podcast. I've been watching the Sopranos. Rewatching it. Guess what? Need more. I'll get into it in a second. Just listen to this clip of Jacob. intro rules i like it long i like them long and strong mm, double up mm, mm. man the show last night at village tavern ruled welcome to rumble lips thank you to some of the lipsters that came out total nick forever i see you daddy kinsey there's there's a few lipsters out at the show i got the headline one of my favorite rooms in uh cincinnati ohio well it's technically not in cincinnati it's in montgomery and it was so much fucking fun thanks for uh coming out it was a blast i had the best time um a hot hot crowd hot room and we went in daddy it was it was fun uh everybody on the show did great i had a fucking steamer it's on my instagram at ram barnaclo I've uh, been doing those quick little smash cuts of my sets. It it, uh, it says, uh, it's called, How Was Your Set? And I, I have an episode from last night up. I put it up today. It um, it was great. Thank you, everyone, who came out. Um, now it looks like Papa going to only do an open mics for maybe, well, no, I do have a show. Do I? I might. <sighs> um, but I'm then, then I'm in New York. I'm in New York. I bought my ticket. Um, and I do have some uh, people in New York that listen to Rumble Lips. So let me just let me just get the business out of the way up top before I talk about the Sopranos and before I talk about um, what I was going to talk about this week. Let me go to McCallie. And uh, okay, so here we go. I'm in New York, July 29th. I don't have a show. When I get there, because I get there in the night, I fly in the night like a beautiful human penis falcon. I fly in the eve, okay, looking for my snacks. And then uh, when I get there, I guess I don't have a show yet, but I have a couple things in the works. But if you're in New York so far, I'm at the Big Weird, um, Friday, August 2nd. Saturday, I'm doing Power Hour at the Creek in the Cave, um, which is in Long Island City. Then I don't have any shows, but this is the big one. The day before I leave, because I leave on the 8th, uh, August 7th in New York, I'm doing Comics You Should Know at the gutter. And that is in Brooklyn at the gutter. That's a pretty big show. Comics You Should Know, August 7th. And I, I'm doing Max Fine, my sweet baby boy Max Fine's room, August 7th as well. Niagara, that's on Avenue A. Dude, and so if you're in New York, come to one of those. That would be really fucking cool, actually, if I, I got a lipster pool in New York. If somebody comes to, especially comics you should know at the gutter, that's a big show for me. Um, that's just a big show in general. I might not even do a How, how Was Your Set considering um it's kind of a big deal and i don't want to be mindful of a camera but you know what i feel like a chotch kind of setting up at a show like that but i should just fucking do it a show is a show man if i bomb i bomb who cares um but it is a big show and uh 
I'm very excited about it. That's the one. That's the one. But you know what? It's not the only one. Because I get back into town. And the next day, I'm headlining Wiley's Comedy Club in Dayton, Ohio. I'm headlining Wiley's Comedy Club Friday, one show. And then Saturday, two shows. And that's the move, baby. I'm the, your boy's headlining. I got the fucking slime ball himself featuring for me, Andrew Rudick. And Nick Taylor, he's hosting. I can't fucking I can't fucking believe it. I'm so excited. I wanna kiss an old lady right on her fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm very excited to be headlining Wiley's. So if my lippies uh from the in Cincinnati or in Ohio, I know there's some in Columbus, and I know there. Jameson Rogers. Speaking of Columbus, I keep forgetting to play the Sunday Gravy theme song. Maybe I'll play it at the end of this if I figure out how to import audio at the end of an episode. I'll I'll, I'll do that for you, um, or I'll just open the next episode with the Sunday Gravy theme for you, Jameson, because I know you sent me a private message and said I, I got that theme song stuck in my head, and that was a week ago. I'm sorry. I, I got to get that going for you. I'm I'm I'm. Or just DM me your uh, uh, email address, and I'll just send you the fucking file. <laughs> I don't give shit. Um, but, dude, the Wiley's date, I'm very psyched on. So, please, come on out. Because um, I'm trying to get that fucking curtain open, man. I have never seen that room with the curtain open. And I would love for you to bring, you know, 20 friends to where they're like, sorry, we got to open the curtain. You get to see the fucking puzzle master himself slithering around right before me you know the first seven minutes of my set's gonna just be me making fun of him being prematurely gray like an old black dog all dogs that are black they start getting gray hairs when they're like two years old that's rudick he's a fucking black dog dude i'm i'm psyched i'm very excited for wiley's and that's in dayton ohio wiley's comedy joint um you can get on the website and get tickets as soon as Danny Gamble does the poster. Because this lady, she needs, a, she needs a show poster. But Danny Gamble's on it, and I'll have the show posters for sale at Wiley's. If you're a lipster, chances are you'll probably just get one for free. Um, also, it, since we're talking money, <laughs> since I said fuck the patreon archy and I'm over it and there's no more Patreon, if you want to send me uh, money to support the podcast and my endeavors in New York, you can Venmo me. Uh, PayPal, I believe, is at Ran-Barnaclo. Um, and then I also have Venmo, which is at Ran-Barnaclo, I believe. So if you want to... Any denomination is is nice of you, and it's not a it's not a big thing. It's just instead of Patreon. All you people that have done it already, thank you so much. Everybody that has already donated to the Patreon, I shut the Patreon down. You won't be charged anymore. I disbanded it before I even did that episode, so it's over. You don't got to worry about getting on there, and and anything for that month would I, I would assume I shut it down maybe on the first of July though, so you guys didn't get charged or before that or you won't be charged for august i figured it out but the patreon is completely shut down it's gone it's over it's done i've been watching the sopranos dude a lot of things have happened i did a show at a damn devil worshiper store that's uh well it's an oddity store it's not a devil worshiper store okay it's not it doesn't explicitly say hey we're a devil worshiper store a lot of devil stuff in there and i put it on my instagram uh for how was your set it's uh the it's fittingly it's the sixth episode of it um and that's up on my instagram if you want to go to instagram and at ran barnaclo you can go watch uh all my how how was your sets and fucking share them and tell people i'm funny so that views pop up um and take a snapshot uh screenshot of of instagram or a screenshot of my how was your set but take a screenshot of my my how was your set um or that you listen to this podcast and put it on your instagram that's not too much to ask. It disappears in 24 hours. Just let your friends know you're listening to Rumble Lips. This shit is actually working, man. Like, uh, Big Six did it. Um, Total Nick Forever does it on everyone. A couple people, a couple people do it all the time on their Instagram stories. And dude, it's it, my numbers have bumped up since the season three has started. Like my numbers have bumped up quite 
quite well. So you guys are fucking really helping drive this train, and I and I des- I really appreciate it. I'm very thankful for my lippies. Okay, I love you guys. And if you've donated to the um, to if you Venmoed me or PayPal'd me directly and donated to the podcast and just me as a whole, because you know if you donate to the podcast where it's going, it's going to me. I want you, I'll have you know I bought a new mic cord. So this thing shouldn't be crackling. On the last episode, I heard some crackles. Um, so anything goes to the podcast, and it goes to me. I'm not just going to McDonald's when you guys give me any anything. It goes into a little fund, and it, I'm, it's going to help me in New York. Um, with all that out of the way, I've been watching The Sopranos. Okay. Can I say something about The Sopranos? I've been re-watching it. I watched it when I was younger. It's weird to me. That they didn't have, uh, it's weird to me, they didn't really do a 9-11 episode, which I thought was weird, because, you know, the Italians were big on those towers, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that all of those dudes would have voted for Trump as well (laughs) in the Sopranos. These guys, holy shit, you know. Why would a woman ever date a mobster? Is it the power? But these guys are just flying off the handle, just slapping ladies just for talking, like being like, I don't want to go there to eat, Polly. And the guy's like, what the fuck did you say? Like, they, like they're, I've never, like, dude, I got some, my, my grandma and grandpa's name is underneath the glass at Ellis Island. Okay. Their names are there. They came from Italy. They're from Italy. They were stomping grapes and yelling at, in boats at each other. And then they came to America and they saw a big green lady and they were like, oh, I love it. So, they, so, but the mob guys are a different breed of Italian. I, I don't understand that level of a temper. I don't have a temper like that. Nothing makes me that angry. Nothing's ever made me angry enough to slap. I slap Rudick around if we're looking cute. I like to feel his. He's been hitting the gym, so I like to uh, grab on his body to feel the zalts. You know what I mean? I want to feel his results. He's got some zalts popping, dude. I've been feeling his zalts a lot. But other than slapping on my boy and, and giving him little kisses in the middle of his chest, which arguably is the weirdest thing I do to him, it's I've never been so fired up. There's an episode that I just watched where Christopher Moltisante's uh, fiance, Adriana, if you're not familiar with the show, he's uh, Tony Soprano's cousin. And he's the younger guy. He gets hooked on heroin and all this shit. And she was in a car wreck while he was out of town. So her boy, her fiance, Christopher, he's out of town. He's running cigs to a bunch of hillbillies in North Carolina. Got him a van full of cigs. And Tony and Tony and Adriana, Tony Soprano and Adriana, they're kind of vibing at her club. He's not going to have sex with her because, you know, he loves Christopher, but he's the boss. And they're, you know, they're playing darts and they're fucking blasting coke and listening to the horrible. It's like all rock and roll from that era was just like, if you want to be my love. And they're like, all these Italian dudes are like bopping their heads to it. It's the weirdest scene. And. They're playing darts and shit, and Adriana's like, I could go for some more coke. And Tony's like, well, I, I could call a guy. And she's like, well, I got a dealer out there. And he's like, I'll take you. I could do a little. I could fucking blast off with you, baby girl. So they jump in Tony's car. There's a raccoon in the middle of the road. Tony swerves. Car flips. Adriana's all fucked up. She's in a neck brace. She's just got bruises on her face and neck brace. But the whole the whole subplot of the story is when Christopher gets back, he finds out she was in a car wreck and she was with Tony late at night after the bar. People start rumors saying that Adriana was sucking Tony's dick. That's why he wrecked. So now Christopher's flying off the handle. He can't fly off the handle at the boss of the mob of the particular family he belongs to. So he flies off the handle at his girl. Okay, I actually understand the writing. The writing is like. It's a vicious game of telephone where all these people are saying that your girl did this shit and cheated on you and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And so, of course, this uh, Italian male hubris, he gets jealous and he can't, of course, fly off the handle at Tony Soprano. So he comes in the house. Okay, his fiance is in a neck brace. She's got a black eye. She's got a cut on her head. 
She's got bruises on her jaw. He comes in. He's like, you were sucking his fucking dick. And she's like, no, I wasn't, Christopher. Oh, my God. Why would you say that? And then he just, and it's not funny, but it's just wild. And then he just starts slapping her around in the face where she has bruises from a car wreck. And I was like, yo, this is, is this the way those dudes acted? And then I heard, an, I heard a Mark Norman has a really funny bit about stereotypes. And he's like, I, I'm going to butcher it because there's a lot of setup to it. But he's like, you know, if I looked at Google, Google, you know, if I went by Google and not stereotypes, Italian men hit women more than Asian men. And that's the, that's the, that, I, I mean, stereotypically probably but holy shit who would ever date a fucking mafioso all these dudes do is eat carbs and slap ladies i don't but it's pretty important to get those north carolina hills their sigs dude the show's blown my mind i haven't got to the part yet that i know that i hate it's this. It's the part of the season where Tony's in a coma. He's like walking around trying to find heaven. I'm not looking forward to that, dude. Even thinking about it makes me fucking yawn. Um, Jameis Kremis. That show was so fun last night. Holy shit! I can't believe. We're just saying Italians are popping off. Um. Also, this weekend, look uh, look forward to another Randora's box. I'm going to do one about the Loveland Frogman. I've done it before on uh, old podcast, but I'm going to get a little bit more in depth, and I'm going to I'm, uh, I'm I'm doing a little bit of research. So I got a special uh, Randora's box for you guys. Couple lippies, total Nick forever said he liked the Zodiac one, so he said do those do more of those. And I asked for positive, I asked for feedback, not just positive. I asked for feedback on those Randora's Boxed episodes, and uh, it seems like you guys are pretty into it. So, I'll be doing this. I feel like the Sopranos thing bombed with you guys, though. I was going to talk about the Mafia stuff, but I don't really care. I, it, it was just shocking. This is a very shocking scene in the uh, in the episode. Christopher walked in and slapped his already car-wrecked wife, or fiance. I was like, man, this guy's a fucking piece of shit. You know what it is? You don't really like any of them. Because right when you start liking them, like, you start liking Tony Soprano. You're like, oh, he's the main character. I like him. But then all he does is fuck Russian hookers. And his wife is nice. You like Carmela. She's a main character. So you're like, you like her. She's the mother of his kids. But he's always scumbagging and putting his wiener in a bunch of weird holes. I can see why, like, most, uh, like, Italian-Americans, when they saw that show, were like, oh, God. They really paint us in a bad light. You know what I mean? We're not getting too much shine over here. And their wives are like, what are you watching? They're like, get the fuck out of here, Terry. <laughs> Don't talk to me while I'm eating my pasta for show. And she's like, hmm. watching the Sopranos again, fucking Salvatore. Yeah, that's right. Get in there. Before I give you the old five-knuckle fucking shuffle. I just can't wait to be king. Dude, I had this thought. It's that you never see an old devil worshiper. You know what I mean? (laughs) Devil worshippers are like, you start when you're 16 and you stop when you're like 42. You never see an old devil worshiper. You never see a man laying on his deathbed like, oh, thank God I'm about to die. (laughs) I hope I go to hell. (laughs) I mean, I better go to hell. I did kill enough cats and and fucking. (laughs) I never paid my child support. I'm going to go to hell. Oh, man, I hope when I die, everybody just ages long enough to be Christians. You know what I mean? It's so funny to me that in this country, people are afraid of Muslims as a religion, but nobody's talking about devil worshipers. Because even the Muslims are afraid of the devil. You ever think of that? Gary, while you're sitting over there and you're you're like, I don't trust anybody who's a Muslim. And yet, your 15-year-old son's like, 
I'm going to light all these candles and I'm going to talk to Grandpa because I know he's in hell. See, that's why you never see an old devil worshiper. You never see an old devil worshiper because nobody's grandpa wears black jeans. Nobody's grandpa wears a pair of black dungarees and walk around. It's like, I love the devil. You'd be like, shut up, old man. Shut up, old man. Do you want to beef and cheddar? You're holding up the line. It's French dip season. Tell me you love the devil. Nobody's grandpa loves the devil. No, no, no. Don't water those flowers. Let them die. (laughs) You know what we should do tonight? A seance. Grandpa, it's Christmas. (laughs) All right, get my Ouija board out. I'm going to try to talk to my wife. Yeah, you never you never find an old devil worshiper. And if someone is an old devil worshiper, you know what they're looked at? Pathetic. Because usually the only place you see an old devil worshiper, like an old man who worships the devil, those guys only exist at flea markets off the highway. And you walk into their booth, and when you walk in, you're like, oh, all you do is sell knives, and they're like, you're damn right, we sell knives and mops. They're like, okay, pretty weird assortment of stuff. And by the way, what's that behind the register? Oh, that is a picture of uh, my lord. It's uh, the dark lord. It's, uh, you know, he's got a goat head and uh, uh, a snake for an arm, and he's bright red, and uh, he's going to not save my soul. He blatantly told me he's going to actually destroy my soul, and I'm into it. So anyway, do you want to clean your house or do you want to cut something? Because that's all we got. We got pocket knives uh, and mops. And we got one Swiffer wet jet left, and it's been lightly used. But don't worry about it. I cleaned all the dust off, and I took the little gross pad that has all the cat hair on it, and I threw that away, and that is now eighteen ninety nine. What do you say? And you're like, well, I was going to buy a knife, but all of your knives have swastikas on them. Because also somehow most people that worship the devil are act are also Nazis, which doesn't it doesn't correlate for me. You just like all the evil stuff. That's it. You like all the evil stuff. Everything evil is cool to you. Are you going to name your son fucking Vesuvius? You can't do this. You can't live in a world where there's a lot of good people always talk about how everything's depressing and everything is bad, but it's not because you live in a world now where there's a lot of outlets for people who feel sad or, or feel overwhelmed or feel anxious. You, we live in a world now where there is people are more mindful of those situations. So there's going to be less people that are like, I don't know. I was just born wrong. It's like, no, in 1970, they didn't know you had ADHD. You know what I mean? You don't have to wear a black hoodie every day and be like, I'm trying to talk to my friend, the devil. You can go to a juice bar and be like, can I drink charcoal? Uh, is there gluten in there? You know, you can do that. It's it's not like people are more accommodating to all walks of life emotionally and mentally. You don't have to just walk around feeling bad for yourself and wearing black eyeliner to the mall. What happened to the mall? I talk about the mall all the time. The mall used to be the place. You could go to the mall and... And you'd see a bunch of people drinking a little Slurpee or drinking a little drink and hanging out. And girls would be like, I got to go pick up my earrings at the mall. You're like, oh, she shops at the mall. You know, this is when I was a kid back in the Dust Bowl. But they'd be like, oh, she shops at the mall. Look at her. I grew up during Stranger Things. That's who I was. Actually, Stranger Things kids, they were in like the the early 80s. I I was still in my fucking mom's tube. And also hanging out underneath my dad's tube, too. I was tubed out in the 80s. I was just in two people. Half of me was in one guy who was running around fucking building wheelchairs and yelling at people. And, and the other one was inside of a track star. Barbara DB was a damn track star. And I was in her tube. I was egged up. 
I was the egg between them legs. Oh, God, that's my mother. <laughs> All right, well, the egg between the legs might be the name of this podcast, but no, that's that's it's too perverse. <laughs> that'll get that'll get shut down on iTunes. It's too vague. Um, yeah, you used to go to the ball. That's where you'd see it. That's where the weird kids hung out. You know, me and my buddies, we rolled up. We had starter jackets, starter jackets and Nikes. We'd be walking around the mall, being like, "Man, that girl's hot," or whatever. You know, you're you're young boys. You're walking around. You're like, we should. We should take our bikes down to the creek and jump them, you know? And then you'd be walking around the mall and you'd be like, look at this fucking freak. That's what we called them. Freaks. I hate devil shit, man. You can't pay me to watch a movie about somebody being possessed by a demon. You can't fucking get me in that movie. There's a new movie called Midsommar. Sommer. People are saying Midsummer, but I think it's Midsommar. <laughs> And there's that movie Midsommar, and they say it's all in the daylight, and it's a bunch of freaks dancing around a, a post that looks like it's got witch shit in it. Somebody's getting possessed by something. I'm out. I'm not watching it. One time when I was, I had the flu when I was younger, I watched the movie Stigmata, and it made me sicker, I think. And <laughs> it did. I think it made me sicker. Because I watched Stigmata, and the lady, uh, what's her name? It's not Rachel Dratch. <laughs> it's Raquel, uh, it's, uh, who was in that? Damn, this is why I need a producer. Uh, what did I say, Stigmata? Hey, Siri. Who was in the movie Stigmata? Stigmata features Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette, that's it. Shut up. Yeah, Patricia Arquette. I was I, when Patricia Arquette gets the holes in the hands and her fucking eyes are bleeding and shit. I think my temperature went from 102. I know I was sick to 106. I was like, you might have to fucking hospitalize me. I can't watch demons, dude. They're too weird. I don't like it. Everybody's coughing up smoke and shit. People are like, get out. I've never seen The Exorcist. That that shit is scary. My mom says I don't like anything scary. This is what Barbie B says. She's like, you don't like anything scary. I do like scary movies with monsters and stuff like that. Ghosts, fine. But if a ghost breaches the outside and goes in somebody's body and makes them go, I'm out. I'm not watching it because it's going to make my internal temp go up. I'm going to feel like I'm hot. I'm going to start getting anxious, and I don't want to see nobody getting no possessed by no demons. That's number one. Made me sicker when I watched it. And not in a fun way. You know when you're sick sometimes and you're like, you know sometimes when you're sick and you can get comfortable? It's the uncomfortable sicks that suck, but sometimes I like having a little sniffy. And I'm like, on the couch, I'm like, oh, I feel a little sick. <laughs> and then you're like, mm, I, I guess I can't do anything tonight. Sorry. Cancel my show. I just have to sit in here and be sick. <laughs> Eat my little soup. And then you see your friends on Instagram story doing something cool, and you're like, fuck. Wish I wasn't sick. So you start snorting vitamin C up your ass. You're taking a fucking stroll, and you're trying to do it. Jackass, but with vitamin C in your ass. <laughs> You're trying to Steve-O a fucking fish oil pill in your brown eye. You know what I mean? Man, I wish that was kind of my real voice sometimes. I wish I fucking talked like this. I mean, it'd be exasperating for anybody that heard me talk, but it's very fun. Yeah, so I can't watch devil stuff. Thriller? Bring it on. Not with Michael Jackson, but the genre. Bring it on, thrillers. You know? I feel like the Michael Jackson documentary that came out a couple months ago should have been called Thriller 2. <laughs> I would have put more eyes on it. You know what I mean? You let me name these things. Thriller 2. And it's just a, oh, it's, yeah, it's fucking terrifying. It's not a thriller, daddy. It is fucking sketchy. Those poor young men. But if it was called Thriller 2, people would can you imagine? Can you imagine if HBO put up Thriller 2 with a picture of Michael Jackson on it? His mugshot. But like with a filter over it so it looked like a Kanye album or something. <laughs> 
Thriller 2. People would have watched that. That's what see, that's what you want to get. Like, I'm on the fence about Jackson. I thought he always did that shit. I always thought when he was a kid, he or when he was younger, not when he was a kid, he was fucking sixty my whole life. He was fifty my whole life. When Michael Jackson was a grown man, he was molesting children. I I knew that. I felt I felt it in the force, dude. I'm like a Jedi with this shit. Socially, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I know if you're a murderer. I know if you're a molester. I know if you got something bad on you, dude. I can feel it coming. You got to get away from me. If you just recently committed a crime, I'm going to sniff it out, dude. I'm like a damn bloodhound, you wool. I'm going to smell it. I'm going to... This motherfucker just committed petty larceny. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that accurate, but I fucking, I'll tell you right now, I'm a bloodhound with that shit. I'm like, oh, here he comes, dude. Why is he walking like that, dude? He might have molested a kid. I'm telling you, I know. Just right off the bat, I know. Just by somebody's disposition. So I had a feeling about MJ. And when the shit started coming out, I went whole hog. I was like, yup, he did that shit, man. I don't care how good he can dance. He fucked them kids. You know? I was against him. I was a prince guy. I hope nothing ever comes out about Prince. What he do? What Prince do? Give people the longest orgasm in history? It's fine. He's okay. But Michael had a weird funk about him. It's because he talked weird and he looked at his fucking. It looked like his face was put into a t-shirt gun and then fired onto his fucking head every morning. <laughs> you know, he just looked like a man that was put together in a lab. And kept alive by doctors and, and the pure want to molest children. I never trusted him. But if they called that, if HBO came out with that documentary, that's who you're trying to get. You're not trying to get me to watch that. Because I'm watching it believing the everything everyone said about it. I'm watching it to be proven right. After years of people going, man, come on, man, Michael Jackson didn't fuck no kids. And me sitting in different bars and in different places and going, no, he did. Yes, he absolutely fucking did. I've gotten arguments with ex-girlfriends over this kind of shit. I'm like, I knew it. I fucking knew it. And they've been like, no, no, you know, he's, he's just a weird guy. I'm like, yeah, he's weird. Number one, he's weird, but he's also weird in the way where he molests kids. Okay? That's how he's weird. And people would fight with me all the time. You know, I was Barbie B. I proved her wrong. I told her years ago when I was a kid. I was like, you better be careful when Michael Jackson comes to town. He might come at your boy. You know what I mean? I got a mole. I got four abs. He might come after me. I look like baby Bobby D. He'll fucking come after me and put a suck on me I won't even recover from. So you better not let me out of the house if he's touring. My mom said, no, he's just weird. He's an artist. <laughs> Old R old R B was right again. But not this isn't a gloating thing. This is I'm getting to the point. If you want to get Michael Jackson fans who staunchly believe that he didn't molest kids, you gotta name the documentary Thriller Part Two. Because Michael Jackson fans would be like, oh, they came HBO came out with Thriller Part Two. We've been waiting for that. We we didn't even know this was in the works. I'm a huge Jacko guy. Put it on. Gather the family around. And they turn it on and it's got him dancing a little bit. They're like, oh, this is good. And then, you know, two seconds in, it's just like, Michael Jackson jacked me off. And they're like, what? Those are the people you want to get. Because big Michael Jackson fans will watch it. They'll watch it all the way through. There's a lot of people that used to stand on fences while he got off of airplanes being like, <laughs> I love you. Sign my son. Now look at him. Better than a damn tornado. But they should have named it Thriller 2. That was the whole point of that 10-minute rant. Name it Thriller 2 next time. There better not be a next time. R. Kelly documentary, same thing. R. Kelly documentary should have just been called uh, This Man This Man is Bad. Oh, damn it. He could have named the Michael Jackson one bad, too, though. Bad too. Bad too. Um, I didn't have a tagline for it. I bet you guys thought I was going to follow that up with something. But now the tagline I had in my head wasn't great for bad too. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been watching the Prans. The Sopranos. I call it the Prans. Uh, I've been watching a bit of the Prans. Um, 
maybe some of the Randora's bucks will be uh, breakdowns of TV show seasons. Because I'm telling you what, Danny, I've been hanging out at Barbie B's, saving this Skrilla up to move, and and holy shit, I watch so much TV. I watch. I get home at night after a show, or sometimes you know, if I have to drive back into town, and then when I get back here, it's in the fucking woods dude it's in the i told you about the damn deer it's in the, today i went outside to water the flowers because that's what i do now i water flowers and i went outside to water flowers the damn bunny fucking peter cottontail went hopping out of the out of the fucking yard i was like look at this nature look at this beautiful nature dude i could not believe the nature i am on one today oh i had a fucking nitro brew and i'm the only person that's actually affected by coffee i I had two sips of a nitro brew and everybody in the restaurant thought i was i was on pcp it's i'm serious i had two drink i i was like she was like uh can i take your order i had i took my first sip i was like and she was like hi how are you and i was like hi (laughs) and she was like okay anything looking good i was like well it all looks good (laughs) this restaurant looks amazing uh who did your brick work (laughs) can i have the ham and eggs (laughs) okay bye (laughs) i'm off bread by the way Mm, are those potatoes fried because i can't have them okay where are you going (laughs) you want me to make it i'll go in the kitchen for you (laughs) i mean it was fucking you know and i haven't and that was four hours ago, and I'm still like, it's a living thing, it's a terrible thing to lose. That's, I'm dead, I'm just walking around like a fucking psychopath, singing to myself. I went to go get, because I'm, cause I'm going to New York, I went to go get a little travel toothbrush and a travel toothpaste, a little mouthwash for my gummies. And I went, and, see, listen to how I'm talking right now, I'm talking like a man who's, who's, jacked out dude i'm fucking doing push-ups and shit i'm going crazy i'm off bread i'm not eating anything fried my god i feel like i'm going a million miles an hour the levels are peaking yeah it's a living thing it's a terrible thing to do. i'm a pretty good singer <laughs> that one was bad but usually man you know who i've been listening to who fucking rules remember queen <laughs> you heard of him holy shit i watched the bohemian rhapsody movie on hbo the other night because i told you baby i've been firing through all these cultural things i hear about that i've never had the chance to look at because i'm always dicking around with my friends and laughing so now that i've had more time to sit putting out two podcasts a week about different subjects who the hell is this guy sorry this one's late no i'm not um it's not late it's whenever it came out this week fuck yeah and i want to go see this show tonight oh dude i got i got time baby i got time for my lippies and i got time to shake my hippies i um i watched bohemian rhapsody i don't know why it got so much shit it's good People act like they didn't like it. What's that guy's name? Uh, Rami Amalamadik? What is his name who plays Freddie Mercury? Ramalama. Rami. Hey, Siri. Who plays Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody? Bohemian. Okay. I found this on the web. Hey, Siri, who plays Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody? Rami Malik. Shut up. Rami. Rami Malik, Rami, Rami, pajamas. His name's Rami Malik, Malik, Rami Malik, whatever. Rami Mal. It, it sounds wrong. Ramalama. He plays Freddie Mercury, and I don't think he does any of the singing. Okay, because if he did, he's amazing. But he did all the. It's good. I didn't know Freddie. See, this is the thing. Okay, Barbie B says. That when she was a kid, she thought everybody, well, she didn't think, she said everyone knew that Freddie Mercury was gay before he, like, publicly came out and said, yeah, I'm, I'm a homosexual. She said every person in her school and everybody, they knew Freddie Mercury was gay, that they were shocked by Elton John coming out. And I used to think the opposite. I used to think that Freddie Mercury, um... Because on the cover of his album, he had, like, a, a lady sitting on his lap, 
and he had the song Fat Bottom Girls, and and I always thought when I was coming up, even though, you know, I didn't care who people fucking suck or whatever, but I, I didn't think Freddie Mercury came off to me as, like, uh, the gay icon that he is now. To me, he was just a beautiful singing man, and then, you know, he would. I figured he would go to his house. He was like a little old man, and you, but but I was in the era where he was he was dead and and all that stuff. So you know he died of AIDS. So I I knew he's gay. But I used to ask my mom. I'd, I'd be like, "Did you guys know? You know what I mean?" Because he was a hard one for me. My mom was like, "Yeah, we fucking knew. Everybody knew he was gay." And I I think after watching the movie, everybody knew in quotes. I'm doing quotes right now. Everybody knew he was gay because. They really did publicly out this dude pretty hardcore. I mean, dude, they don't focus on this enough. But journalism-wise, they would just, they would just be in the newspaper like, "Is this guy queer?" And you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> in the seventies, they didn't give a shit. They'd be like, "I heard he's got his friend over." Like, it's like, dude, leave these people alone. But I got you know, it was of course more taboo back in the day. I t- I tell I told people this before just you know hanging out i've never said it in a microphone but i when i was a kid i don't remember ever finding out what gay was you know what i mean like when your parents sit you down and have a talk and they're like this is weed and then they make you smoke no i'm just kidding my parents never did that like they'd be like this is what sex is and they draw my mom drew barbie b drew a picture of a lady lion and a male lion with a big old human dick and then dashes for his cum. And that's how she explained sex to me. Because my favorite animal is a lion. So she explained. Uh, dude, I I think I have the. I think my mom saved the picture. Or I found the picture years later. So the picture my mom drew of uh, two lions fucking. And the male lion had a giant dick. Because she drew them too far apart. So she had to make up the space for the, the, the actual fuck part of the story. Uh, of the lesson and so she drew a huge dick it looked like a baseball bat coming off a fucking a, a pretty good drawn male lion but the guy had a fucking louisville slugger on him and uh the lady lion looked sick but <laughs> but then she drew a bunch of like the hyphens like he was shooting cum bullets out of his baseball bat into this lady lion and then she drew a baby lion she said that's how baby lions are made you know, they have sex. I always thought the lion put the dick in the butt. You know, it wasn't a great drawing. It was it was good. It was good. Like, I got it. Like, I, I, I didn't just walk around trying to get people pregnant in their ass for the rest of my life. I got the drawing. Thank you very much. That was my sex ed, though. My mom drew me lions. And, um, but I never knew, like, you know, nobody ever explained. I wasn't born in the era where, like, also, this is an option. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, the male lion fucks the lady lion. They have a baby lion, and that's what you're going to do to your lioness someday. Consensually. You got to be in love first and get married first, you know. And I remember being like, okay, yeah, that's cool. And uh, and then I did not uh, get married before I... <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I was out there trying to draw fucking baseball bats with bullets flying out of them myself. But yeah, yeah, always consensually. But I, 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 I wondered why my dick didn't look like a lion's baseball bat. You know what I mean? I was like, these aren't bullets. This is fucking snot coming out of this thing. And I was talking about my penis. Um, but my mom drew that, and I never knew what gay was. You right? Me and my dad walked through a baseball field, and there was like five hooligans hanging out. A couple black dudes, five white dudes. We walked by, and I was like, that stinks. And my dad was like, that's drugs. And it was weed. And I remember being like, oh, okay, I'm a little kid. That smell, that's drugs. I've smelled drugs. But I didn't understand. Uh, I didn't understand people being, like, I like when I grew up, and I was like, oh, yeah, guys like guys, girls like girls. Didn't even, didn't, it wasn't even a thing where I was like, you know, weird. I was like, oh, yeah, that's their thing, you know? It's fine. So I grew up in the first generation of people that gay wasn't like I think I think gay wasn't that big of a deal to us if someone was gay or uh, trans or whatever whatever you wanted to do. Look, I don't care whose dick you suck, you know. Be good at what you do. I don't give a shit whose pussy you eat. If you're if you're a lawyer, you're a lawyer's lawyer, a lawyer. You know what I mean? It doesn't fucking matter. And I think I'm the I'm of the first generation of people. 
because uh, I guess I'm a millennial, which, uh, yike, I thought I was something cool like Generation Z, but I'm a millennial. And so I I realize uh, the millennials are kind of the first generation of people that it didn't matter uh, who you wanted to fuck or suck or do whatever you want. We didn't care. It didn't even register to me. And I don't know if that's a human consciousness thing, and I don't know if that's a fucking, I don't know what it is, but we just don't care. And it's weird now when you go back and watch something and you see that people used to care. People used to be like, who is he? Where is his wife? It's like, dude, he's leaving alone. He's the greatest singer of all time. What do you mean? Where's his fucking wife? Where's your wife, pal? You're probably like a soprano. She's in a neck brace. You smack her around for making your dinner too cold or hot. You can never be happy. Where's his wife? These people were so rude to Fr- Freddie Mercury. They were so rude to that man. All he wanted to do was sing his songs and dance around. And he was the best at it. Golly, damn, that Rami Amalamadek, that guy, Rami Malik, the guy that plays him. Holy shit, that dude nailed Freddie Mercury. I did think they made the prosthetic in his mouth a little big, but I think you have to over, over-exaggerate it for, for the movies. Because Rami Amalamala... Rami Malek is such a such an attractive man normally that you have to fucking kind of fucking fuck his chompers up. You know what I mean? You got to kind of jack his chompies up. And they did. And man, oh man, was that that the movie's fucking good. At the end, I got a little weepy eyed. The, the, they do the whole live aid performance at the end. And uh, that Rami Malek dude is fucking nailing it. And the audience in in is in. Freddie Mercury was married, first of all. These people were that mean to him. Freddie Mercury went back to the place. He's like, I think I'm bi. And the lady's like, you ain't bi. His wife, or his fiance. She was like, you ain't bi, brother. And he's like, I think I am, but I still love you. He doesn't talk that British, but I like doing this voice. He's like, I think. (laughs) I think. I still love you, like I love you, the kind of person you are. I love you, yeah, but I think I'm bi. And she was like, all right, buddy. He's like, never take that ring off. She's like, I won't, I promise. And she takes it off immediately. But he, but he, he you know, he said he was bi, and then everybody else was like, wrong, you're gay. <laughs> leave, him, leave the man alone. Let's leave him alone, who cares? Where the millennials, I know that was a long-winded way of being like, I'm progressive, but I am. But I'm saying, like, we're the first generation. Us should be proud that we don't care what 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 anybody does with their own sexuality. It's theirs. Nobody cares. I found out all of my friends, okay? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't bring this up. I don't care. Because why not? I'm not going to say anybody's name. But last night at the show, I was kind of pseudo having this conversation after the show was over. I was like, we should really be proud of ourselves, you know? Just like, I was, I, I saw some guys that I used to hang out with in high school. They were at the show. And they, like, came to see me. It was really nice. And so I'm talking to them like I used to talk to them, you know? Like, you know, we, we were all kind of... Dudes, like I just said, we didn't care if you were gay or straight or black or white or 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 trans or or whatever you were. We would hang out with everybody. Everybody was like we had a big group of people that used to hang out with us. All races, colors, uh, sexual preferences. We hung out with these people it's like seven days a week for six hours a day. This is back in high school when not everybody had jobs. You get 20 bucks from your mom. It would last like four days. Unless they, people were going to the movies and you had to bag. But if you got 20 bucks, you're like, dude, I'm great for two days. We'll go steal beer from somebody's dad's and we'll all hang out somewhere. And that's what we did. And all sorts of people would hang out and we would all hang out. But some of my core group were like there last night. It was cool. It was good to see him. And we were talking. And then in the middle of the day on the eve, all right, we're just kind of talking and catching up. And talking about, remember this guy? You remember this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just kind of, you know, I, you, you, your boy, even though I'm off bread, I had three white claws, okay? I've lost a couple LBs. I'm going to have, Papa going to have a couple claws. Had a good set. I'm a, I, I had a couple BCWCs. That's black cherry white claws. That's what I had, okay? And I had them, and I enjoyed them, and I had a great time. 
and it didn't even feel a twinge of a hangover today. Baby, I was responsible. So anyway, we're hanging out, and I kind of just brought up, I was like, I mean, did you vote for Trump? <laughs> I just had to. I forget kind of the tone of the conversation. I was like, whoa, did you vote for Trump? And the guy was like, yeah, I voted for him. I was like, oh, my God, what? And, dude, it it, it felt weird. It felt like how... How did you go from, you know, smoking cigs and being like a guy that hung out with, you know, gay people and, and, and black people and like all, all any, you were all inclusive. But then with the entire country, you pick the guy who's the most ex- exclusive. That's so weird. I, it was, it, 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 it blew my mind. I was driving home. I was I was driving home hours after my last White Claw. Chill out, Barbie B. I was driving home two hours after I had my last White Claw of the three drinks I had last night in six hours. And I and I was like, man, that is... I just remember being like, it's kind of a letdown. You think you know somebody, man. Then all of a sudden, they come in your house after you were in a car accident. Because Tony Soprano had to swoop out of the road from a raccoon. And they, you didn't make their dinner hot enough. And they just rear back and slap you right in the neck brace. You know what I mean? I was slapped in the neck brace last night. Thanks for listening to Rumble Lips. I love you guys so much. You're the best. Once again, thank you Higher Level Art, Danny Gamble. Thank you, Boomtown Biscuits and Whiskey, PJ Newman and the boys. It's up in the Pendleton District of OTR. So is Bunk News, where Higher Level Art. Go check out Danny Gamble. He's the best. HigherLevelArt.com. I love Danny Gamble so much. Pay that man to do anything. He's going to knock it out of the park. Look at the mural up at Go Bananas, which is my other sponsor. Thank you, Go Bananas Comedy Club. I love you. Go Bananas, my sweet sponsee. I love Higher Level Art and Danny Gamble. I love Boomtown Biscuits and Whiskey. I love Go Bananas Comedy Club. And of course, first sponsee ever, I love very much Ohio Valley Beard Supply. Thank you, Scott Ponder. Go to OhioValleyBeard.com to check him out. Uh, The best products. I'm telling you, uh, dude, he sells the best shit for your beard. And, and And it's not a joke. It's the best. I love Ohio. Anybody who's ever used it can attest to it. I love Ohio Valley Beard Supply, Go Bananas Comedy Club at 8410 Marketplace Lane, Boomtown Biscuits and Whiskey, PJ Newman and the Boys in the Pendleton District of OTR, Cincinnati, Ohio, and of course, Danny Gamble at Higher Level Art and Bunk News. Thank you, everybody. I'll talk to you later on this week, or next week, excuse me. I'll do a Randora's box of the Loveland Frogman. Keep it on you. Don't be nasty. Venmo me if you want to support me at Rambarnaclo. Or it's at Rand-Barnaclo on PayPal. PayPal, Venmo, all of it. I love you guys. Jameson, send me your email address. I'll send you the Sunday Gravy song. All right, guys. I'll talk to you about the Loveland Frogman later on next week in a normal episode. Thank you so much. Bye.